Hey, is USC getting ready to drop some big news? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. This is your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, I really hope you're enjoying the show. If you are watching me on YouTube and you haven't done it yet, there's a red subscribe button. Do me a favor, hit that. It would really mean a whole lot. And if you are liking the show, also go ahead and hit the like. And to all the thousands of you who have already done so, thank you so very, very, very much. All right, this episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. You can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Put your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, so uh, I'm recording this right after the Super Bowl. Congratulations to Juju Smith-Schuster, another Trojan with a Super Bowl ring. Had a really nice performance. However, we're going to move past that because I got other Trojan news. And is is USC getting ready to make a make a news drop? I guess you know that was the lead into the show. Um, so over the weekend, you know, we were talking about Super Bowl winners. Uh, now Juju didn't win the Bolitnikoff or didn't win the Heisman, but he's another Trojan who can add his name as a Super Bowl winner. Now. USC during Super Bowl weekend, uh, or leading up to, uh, they put out a not-so-subtle Reggie Bush acknowledgement. And I've mentioned this before, but USC tweeted about this, that there have only been four players who have won a Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. Two of them are Trojans, Marcus Allen and Reggie Bush. Like I mentioned, I've like I said, I've mentioned that before, but this time USC is mentioning it. It was on their official Twitter site. They put it out there on social media. So, phase one. Tweet about it. Get everybody's attention with a not-so-subtle tweet. Phase two. Um, I guess this is kind of like, do you watch South Park? Do you ever see the, uh, the South Park? Sock gnomes. This is phase two. What do you do next now, USC? Uh, I'm not sure they're they're aware, or maybe they do know what they're going to do. You know, there's a reason they tweeted it. It wasn't just because this was Super Bowl weekend. If it was up to me, the next step, put up that big giant jersey up in the peristyle again, next to all everyone else's. By the way, Caleb Williams will be staring at number thirteen. Uh, in the 2023 season, I would think. Or does that have to be, you have to wait till that jersey is officially retired. We know it's going to be retired. He won the Heisman. The other thing I would do, um, after you put the, uh, the mock jersey up in the peristyle, I would dust off the area 
and I would put his Heisman right back up inside Heritage Hall when they were getting ready to when they unveil number eight. Let's make this thing go big. Caleb gets his day, but oh, by the way, check out who's sitting, number seven right next to him. You don't have to say anything; just let it let it speak for itself. So, um, I'm just just saying, could this be happening? Am I reading too much into a USC tweet? Regardless, uh, it's going to happen. You know, Mike Bones spoke about this uh, going before the 2022 season at the spirit of at the salute to Troy, uh, which is a fundraiser event for for the donors. That's uh, before the season started. It's going to happen. Keep your eye on it. But again, USC, you, you got to keep the fan base kind of uh, involved 24-7, 365 days a year. So if you remember on one of last week's episodes, in fact, I think it was the last episode of last week, I had mentioned that uh, I think USC was getting ready to maybe make an announcement about their new facilities upgrade. Well, unbeknownst to me, later that evening, WeRSC.com, Scott Schrader started dropping a whole bunch of news nugget bombs all over the WeRSC.com VIP subscriber site. You still have time to take advantage. Head on over there. $29.99 for the year. Anyways, um, one of the news notes that he dropped kind of backed up what I was just talking about. Facilities. Um, Apparently, he heard something as well. And he is under the impression that USC might be making an announcement by the end of the month. So the question is, where would the new facilities be? Uh, Nobody's seen any plans, uh, blueprints, nothing like that. However, you know, I've always thought a great place would be would be built up from Birmingham Field on below and then build a bridge going across over to Howard Jones Field. Well, if you're familiar with the, the the campus landscape, the northwest corner, you have the Aquatic Center, you have Webb Tower that borders Jefferson Boulevard, and in between there, there's the Lions Center. Well, Webb Tower is pretty much going to be demolished, or it's no longer in use. And I'm thinking now, all right, you're going to use that facility, take advantage of Lions Center. You make that whole northwest corner right next to Dato Field, just your whole big, huge sports complex, and you have it all interconnected somehow, underground, whatever. I think that's where USC is going with it. And you have the football players, you know, half of them, not half, but a lot of them live across the street, across Jefferson over there at Cardinal Gardens. Maybe you get some new living facilities out of that web tower. Who knows? But like I said, I think USC, and I thought it was going to happen. Obviously, Scott's hearing something. He's got much better connections than I do. So let's see what happens by the end of February, early March. Um, What else did we find out? Oh, he also mentioned that USC is probably getting ready to do the re-grand opening, another grand opening (laughs) of their NIL collective. I don't know. I know I'm making all these analogies of TV shows. You ever see Bob's Burger, Bob's Burgers, how they always have to reopen? That's kind of how USC's NIL collective feels. 
but you know what? If they can finally get this thing figured out and get it rolled out the proper way um, and have it running for longer than, you know, five minutes, maybe, just maybe, uh, USC's NIL program will be more um, appealing to certain types of recruits, i.e. the linemen. So I guess we'll find out again. I'm just passing along the information. And another good reason why you guys need to head on over to WeRSC.com when you're not making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Once you're done making this your first listen, then you head on over. And the last noteworthy note, news of note, news of noteworthy, this, I'm sorry, tired. Might have had an adult beverage or two during the Super Bowl too, so forgive me. Um, Damani Jackson, he's going to be a true sophomore going into the 2023 season. Uh, apparently, he was pretty much set to be one of the starting cornerbacks in 2022. That was until he had a setback with uh, with an injury. And that was from the ACL injury that he had suffered back in August, um, the previous August. Just want Make sure we line that up for you. So uh, while Damani was okay to play towards the end of the 2022 season, uh, he he only played sparingly, and he showed some flashes. But now we, uh, from what we understand, he is as close to 100% healthy as he's going to be, and he's all set for spring ball. That's really good news because he is a uh, he's an intriguing prospect. You don't grow 6'2", 6'1", 6'2", wide uh, cornerbacks with elite speed and twitch that Tomani brings. And he's physical. I mean, he's over 200 pounds. He's a big, fast, strong dude. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about uh, 20 intriguing uh, players during spring camp that the WeRSC staff put together. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but first, I need you guys to uh, I want to talk to you about LinkedIn. As a small business owner, or if you're a hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post um, and a company that has over 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. That's a lot of people to choose from. They're going to help you identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. 
terms and conditions do apply. As always, thanks again for making Locked on USC your first listen every single day, five days a week, that is. We want to make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. They have everything you need to know about college basketball, and they have it all in one place. Plus, you're going to hear it from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and the players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Real quickly on college basketball, USC stunk it up over the weekend. They dropped the pair. They lost to Oregon State. That was a bad loss. Net 219 for Oregon State. Moving forward. So I'm going to talk about the, the 20 most intriguing players list real shortly. That's coming up. First, Caleb Williams. He, uh, he made some news late going into the Super Bowl. He said that uh, he wants to be perfect in 2023. Okay. Lofty goal. Not bad. But here's my question. Can that lead to paralysis by analysis? In other words, if you want to be perfect, can you overthink things where you stop just playing and you, you start overthinking too much? Let me draw a picture for USC quarterback fans who remember. Will he des- develop the check down Cody disease? During a Super Bowl weekend, Caleb Williams was doing the, uh, the interview circuit. And he had a couple of really interesting quotes. I'm going to read those off. And this these caught my attention. First, I want to have a zero interception year and maybe one or two 100, 100% completion rate games, if I can. I for sure want to throw more touchdowns every year. Myself, myself goals that I set before the seasons go up. Yeah. In 2022, Caleb came pretty close to that zero interception. He had five in 2022. Two of those came, uh, two or three of them came at the very end of the year. They kind of came in bunches. (coughs) Excuse me. But let's also remember, there were opportunities um, when Luck smiled on Caleb because as either the defender just missed the ball a flag was thrown where yet USA ended up getting a free play. So whether he was forcing the issue on those occasions, go back, you watch the film, you tell me. Point being, it takes a little bit of luck uh, to have to have everything break your way. Uh, Caleb also was quoted during this interview. Uh, this next year, I'll probably go for around 60 touchdowns. That's the goal he's setting, uh, which would be eight more than he had all of in 2023. Quote, hopefully I can go for around 5,000 yards passing as well. So here's the thing. If Caleb wants to throw for more yards and touchdowns, that's great. But there's also going to be more opportunity for interceptions as well. So, you you know, if you're throwing the ball more, guess what's going to happen? Good things happen, but bad things can also happen. As they say, 
Uh, if you don't risk it, there's no biscuit, right? But here's what Caleb has to be able to do with his decision-making with still with trying to reach those personal goals is all of a sudden now, does he start going to the short to medium passing game? Um, which let's be honest, you know, those are considered high percentage passes. Nothing wrong with those types of throws. Uh, minimal risk. Uh, but is he choosing to do that more often than going downfield now because he's trying to reach those personal goals? So, you know, you know, when you go downfield, the, re the reward is higher, but so is the risk. So should fans and his teammates be concerned about all of a sudden Superman, um, as I mentioned, transitioning into check down Caleb? I'm not, I, I know that has a negative, that has a negative connotation to it, uh, but Cody Kessler was known at USC as being a very conservative quarterback, a game manager. In fact, he was called out by his coach to go downfield, to allow his teammates to make a play, give them a chance. When your coach does that, he's telling you, you need to do more. I'm not saying Caleb is going to be selfish in any way, shape, or form. I don't think that's in his nature. I don't think it's part of his DNA. But I'm throwing this out there. And the reason I'm throwing this out there, um, heaven forbid, God forbid, I'm knocking on wood. It's fake It's fake wood, but I knocked on it. Um, if things do go south for USC's team in their final Pac-12 season, and let's just say the team goals are all packed up. Uh, it doesn't look like they're going to win the Pac-12, let alone make the playoffs. Uh, all of a sudden, are all bets off? Does is does Lincoln Riley say, all right, you know what? The team goals are, might not be in place, but let's see if we can get Caleb that back-to-back -back Heisman. Does that happen? Does, does Lincoln Riley all of a sudden put Caleb's, I don't want to say his personal goals ahead of the team goals, but do we start focusing on how to salvage the season, how to keep the fans interested? I don't think so. This is more of a devil's advocate thing. But it's something to consider, right? Think back to 2012. USC, they were coming off the sanctions. They had a 10-2 and season. Matt Barkley was returning. He had that Christmas tree ornament, unfinished business. And Lane Kiffin, you know, it was, uh, his game plan was, let's just get Marquise Lee the ball as often as possible. Well, Marquise had a hell of a season in 2012. He had, in seven games, 10 receptions or more. He had eight 100 receiving yard games, and he finished, he finished the season with 112 catches for 1,680 yards and 14 touchdowns. In one game, and we, I, I think I spoke about this on the, the Inside the Trojan Huddle uh, episode, 16 catches, 345 yards, and two touchdowns against Arizona. 
I don't know if that game won him the the, the Bolitnikoff Award that season. Um, but that was USC's accolade. That's what they won. The team finished seven and six in 2012. So, you know, I I, I guess this, the the comparison for me is USC won the Heisman in. 2022 they're coming off an 11 and 3 season much better season than anybody i think anticipated as well as the heisman trophy i would hate to see usc slip back here's the thing you're not going to slip back with caleb williams he is just a much better quarterback than matt barkley and everybody loves matty trojan but let's just we're being honest here um Lane Kiffin wasn't ready to be the USC Trojan head coach. Lincoln Riley is. That's where the similarities stop. So, uh, I think it's going to be great that Caleb was striving for perfection. Trying to get a couple of games with no incompletions. Uh, if that happens, he's definitely going to be back in New York collecting a Heisman Trophy. That's, that's going to that's going to take a lot of luck, a lot of things for the ball to bounce his way. And it's probably going to take, you know, a, you know, a game where he only has to throw the ball maybe 20 times. Maybe that happens against a San Jose state or Nevada. That's going to be a tough accomplishment. But like I said, um, being perfect individually, I, I think that's something we all strive for, but sometimes when you start to do, things perfectly individually, that might not be the best course for the team. So just something to keep an eye on. I'm just kind of throwing out a devil's a devil's advocate thing to talk about here on a Monday during the dead during the dead part of the season going into uh, spring camp. Which by the way, Sunday marked the 20 day countdown. We're going to talk about the 20 most intriguing players heading into spring camp in a moment. First, are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? All right, then you got to try a built bar. If you're like me, you're getting up there in age, you got to eat healthier, but you're like me and you like your stuff to taste good, then you, I got just the thing for you. You got to try built. With built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, these things are so delicious, you won't even think they're good for you. They are, uh, they're built bars. And what makes them so good, well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. I love chocolate. And that's right, 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar. And they do it all while they maintain their macros. They only have 130 calories. They only have 4 grams of sugar. And they come with 17 grams of protein. That's a lot of protein. And now you don't even need to wait around for a box. For years, we've told you about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now, just head over to Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. And grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're near Sam's Club, 
run in. They got a 13-bar box with their hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. Thank me later. All right. As I mentioned, Sunday marked the 20-day countdown to the start of USC's spring camp 2023. So the staff, myself included, we put together our list of the 20 most intriguing players that uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing during spring camp. Now, let me go over my top 20. From the most intriguing to the least intriguing. So, in other words, if you got, it was on scoring from 20, 19, 18, down to one. With the guy with the least amount of um, points, or I guess votes, is made the list, but would be considered the least intriguing guy. So, here's my 20, my top 20, from the best to the not best. Caleb Williams. Mason Cobb, Anthony Lucas, Tackett Curtis, Kyan Bars, Damani Jackson. At 14, Corey Foreman, Rajon Davis, Cortland Ford. Number 11, Tyrone Tulaney. Number 10, Zachariah Branch. Number 9, Rayleigh Brown. 8, Zion Branch. 7, Doreen Singer. 6, Romello Height. 5, Christian Roland Wallace. 4, Shane Lee. 3, Marshawn Lloyd. Two, Devin Tompkins. One, for me, was Braylon, excuse me, was Makai Lemon. <coughs> Braylon Shelby will not be at spring camp. Now, the first guy on the WeRSC.com list that we, are, that we spoke about, that you can read about over there, was Big Daddy Justin Dietrich. I got to be honest, I just read you off my top 20. Big Daddy didn't even make the cut on my board. Want to know why? You know why he's not, why I have no interest in or in watching Justin during spring camp? It's not that I don't like him. It's just that I know what I'm getting from him. He's going to be the anchor of that offensive line. He plays through pain. He plays through injury. And he is a team captain and a leader. All you need to know about Big Daddy, he's not going to cause any disruptions, and he's probably not going to have any flags thrown on him. Oh, by the way, did you know this about Justin? I just found this out. In 930 snaps played last year, he was flagged just twice. So another reason why, no reason to be concerned about Justin Dietrich. Now, I understand why my peers voted for him. Um, you know, he's making the full-time switch from guard to center. Justin has played right guard. He's played left guard. But we also saw him play center last year. But again, he will be playing center full-time in 2023. But as I mentioned, we saw him make the transition last year when Brett Nealon went down with his injury. And the offensive line barely skipped a beat. And that's not to, meant to show any disrespect to Brett at all. It just goes to show how versatile Big Daddy is and how important he is to the line. When 
the line started to suffer too many injuries, that's when things broke down. So, you know, there's only so much you can do. Now, if for me, the real intrigue, if we're, look, we're, we're talking about the center position, for me, it's not Justin, unless he gets hurt. Heaven forbid. We saw him play last year with a rod sticking almost up his butt. Uh, basically, it was from his Achilles all the way up his hamstring to his lower back. So is his backup going to be Andrew Milek, redshirt uh, sophomore? Or is it going to be Jonah Monheim? Just saying. Uh, because there's talk that, why did I bring up Jonah's name? When Justin moves on to the NFL after the 2023 season, many speculate and predict that the best position for Jonah in the next level in the NFL will be at center. So that's maybe the, the, the intrigue to watch at that position during spring camp. Who's battling for the backup spot? Um, for me, the number, the number 20 guy, um, who I'm intrigued about, but just only a little bit. And I've spoken about him before. I love this guy. I cannot walk, wait to watch him play. It's Makai Lemon, the wide receiver. In my opinion, he is Amon, Amon, Bra, <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown 2.0. Very similar type of player. But again, with so many um, young wide receivers already in front of him with experience, it's going to be a challenge for Makai to bust into that rotation, but we'll find out. He's going to get a chance. He'll be there in the spring. So all those returning players are going to have to compete with him. All right, there you go. First episode of Locked on USC is in the books for this week. Once again, thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Don't forget about Locked on College Basketball because between now and spring camp, USC's hoops, they're going to be going. they got to get back on the winning track, March Madness. But, again, Locked on College Basketball, check them out. Get all the latest news, insider information from, from the players, coaches, and it's for free. All right. Until the next episode of Locked on USC, we'll be back at you again with another episode tomorrow. But until then, you know what to do, right? <laughs>